Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus, our Lord, has conquered death in the grave for us. Today is the second Sunday of Easter. We continue our Easter celebration that began last week. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The appointed Old Testament reading for this morning is written in Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a sound, and behold a rattling, and the bones came together bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold... There were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. 
Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the 20th chapter, Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. At the end of our gospel reading this morning, St. John the Apostle writes, These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O oh, death, where is your sting? Nowhere. 
Oh, hell, where is your victory? Nowhere. Death, you are destroyed. Hell, you are conquered. Satan, you are crushed. You can harm us no more. Your icy cold grip is released. Your chains of slavery are broken. Your darkness turned into light. Do your worst. Go ahead. Take our life. We still live. For our Redeemer lives. In the end, Jesus will stand upon the earth. And we will see him with our own resurrected eyes. We will praise him with our resurrected voices. And we will stand before him with our resurrected bodies. For our Redeemer lives. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He's risen. He's risen. Christ Jesus the Lord. Angels rejoice. Archangels sing Alleluia. Break forth hosts of heaven in jubilant song. Our Redeemer lives, life reigns, and we will live forever. This is the hope that captures our hearts as God's people. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. And we will follow where Jesus, our Lord, has gone. Into death and then to life everlasting. And on the last day, the trumpet of God will sound. The voice of the archangel will cry out. And Jesus will say, Come out! Arise! Get up, I say, and you will. The dead in Christ will rise first. And then, all who are still alive at the coming of Jesus, they too will be caught up in the air to be with the Lord Jesus. There is no rapture to come. And then seven years or whatever after that. That theology is garbage. And don't pay any attention to it. There is only one thing yet to happen. And that is the return of Jesus on the last day. And the resurrection of our bodies from the dead. We will meet the Lord in the air. And we will be with Jesus forever. So don't get caught up in all of that rapture garbage and that it's not scriptural. It's just plain false teaching. 
Jesus is coming. He will raise us from the dead. And that's it. It's over. It's done. And St. Paul says, encourage one another with these words. So do that. Do that. But just in case, do you doubt the resurrection of your body from the dead? Are you like Thomas of old in our text today? Do you question Jesus' victory over the grave? If you do, think about this. Where is the body of Jesus? Certainly the scoffers and mockers and naysayers and unbelievers would have found Jesus' body by now if it were to be found. But the body of Jesus lies in no grave. There is no skeleton of our Lord waiting to be found. He is risen. He is alive. He has been seen by hundreds after his resurrection. He has been proclaimed by eyewitnesses. But more importantly, this truth has been declared by Holy Scripture. And there is more than enough evidence to declare the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth that Jesus our Lord is risen from the dead. Thomas doubted. Yes, he did. He refused to believe the word of God, spoken to him by the apostles and witnessed by other believers. We have seen the Lord, they said. But Thomas would not believe the word of God. Unless I see the nail marks in his hand. Unless I put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. Oh, what sin to refuse to believe the word of God. Oh, what sin to believe that God is a liar. Oh, what sin to doubt what God has said. Oh, how foolish Thomas. But Jesus will not treat you, O Thomas, as your sin deserves. No, Thomas, Jesus will have mercy on you. He will save you, Thomas, from your unbelief and your doubt. And a week later, Jesus saves Thomas. The doors are locked again. The disciples have gathered. Thomas is there and so is Jesus. The risen Lord comes and stands among them and he says, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting. And believe. And Thomas says to Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus rescues this man from doubt and unbelief. And now Thomas believes that Jesus is alive. 
and risen from the dead. The story of Thomas is written in the Gospel of St. John, the 20th chapter, so that you will believe the Word of God. This is written so that you will believe in Jesus, so that you will believe that Jesus is alive, that he is risen from the dead, just as he said, and so that you will believe that you too will rise from the dead on the last day. This is written in Holy Scripture to save you from unbelief and doubt, just as Thomas was saved as well. Why does Jesus do this for Thomas? Why does he do this for you and me? Because Jesus has reconciled you with God. By his death on the cross, Jesus paid the wages of sin for you. The wages of sin is death. And Jesus died your death. He died in your place. He paid the wages for you. You see, at just the right time, while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That is, Jesus died for you and me. We are the ungodly. We are the enemies of God. But God demonstrates his own love for you and me in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus is your peace. Your peace with God the Father. And this morning, Jesus says to you what he said to his disciples. Peace be with you. You have peace with God. You are saved from the wrath of God. You are reconciled to God. Your sin is forgiven. There is no sweeter message for your ears or mine. God does not count your sins against you. He will not treat you as your sins deserve. The Bible says, Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him. And you are blessed by God. You are blessed by God because your sin is forgiven. If Jesus is not alive, if Jesus is not risen from the dead, there is no forgiveness for you. But Jesus is alive. Just ask Thomas. Just ask Jesus. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus says, Behold, I am alive forever. I am the living one. Behold, I am coming soon. And since Jesus is alive, your sins are forgiven. And God blesses you. Is there any greater blessing for you than this? No, there isn't any greater blessing. 
There is nothing greater than being reconciled to God by Jesus Christ, his son. There is nothing greater than having your sins forgiven by the blood of Jesus shed on Calvary's cross for you. There is nothing better than being at peace with God. So now, now tell this good news to others so that they too are blessed. Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. What did Thomas do? Thomas went and told others that Jesus is alive. The history of the church says that Thomas made his way from Jerusalem all the way to India, and there he shared the message of the gospel. He forgave people's sins. He lived a disciple's life. He died a martyr's death. He was saved by grace alone and not by his own works. And now, today, Thomas is with Jesus. Even now, he has departed this life and is with Christ. And like Thomas and all of the saints before us, we too tell the good news that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. We forgive sins. We make disciples of all nations. This is our joyful task as the people of God. So tell. Tell your spouse. Tell your children. Tell your parents. Tell the world. Jesus is risen from the dead. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus gives you everlasting life. Jesus does not treat you as your sins deserve. Rejoice. Rejoice in Jesus' victory for you. Receive all of the riches of his loving kindness. Death is conquered. Satan is crushed. Hell is vanquished for you. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ and that by believing you may have life in his name. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Please speak with me the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. 
The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Today, uh, after this service, um, there is going to be um, a brunch that is going to be uh, served. It's being called a pillow party brunch, and Thrivent Financial is sponsoring this brunch at 9 o'clock. And uh, you will have the opportunity to hear from the founders of Sleep in Heavenly Peace. And uh, Luke and Heidi Mickelson are here with us this morning to speak about how this organization began in 2012 and how it's grown over the years to provide beds to children, um, uh, off, to get children off the floor and into a comfortable bed. And uh, so we're going to hear more about that. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the faithful proclamation of Christ's saving name, that God's people may be strengthened in the true faith and his kingdom extended, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and throughout the world, and for all who confess the name of Christ, that God would guard and defend us from the temptations of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For our congregation, its mission, its people, for the ability to meet the needs that arise as we do the work God has given us to do, and for the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the work and ministry of sleep and heavenly peace, as it provides for those who are in need, that God would bless this work, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the educational institutions of our church, our preschools and day schools, high schools, colleges, universities, seminaries, and our Emmanuel Lutheran School and Child Development Center, that those who teach and those who learn in them would be transformed by the wisdom of Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who have wandered from the faith, for those who struggle with doubt like Thomas, that the Holy Spirit would use us to call them home to the Father, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the government and all who have been set in positions of leadership, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who suffer from hunger, homelessness, poverty, or unemployment, that God's great mercy and love would preserve and relieve them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all the faithful, that the Spirit would lead them to cheerful generosity from the bounty that the Lord provides to support the church and to help those in need, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who are sick, that God would grant healing to their bodies and strength to bear their infirmities with patience and grace, let us pray to the Lord. For those who mourn, that in their time of sorrow they would not lose hope, but rely upon God's promise that he will never leave them nor forsake them, 
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who rejoice in the rich blessings of God as they celebrate wedding anniversaries, confirmations, baptisms, all the joyful things of this life, that God may always give them hearts filled with thankfulness to him. For he is the giver of every good gift and deserves our heartfelt thanks. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we gratefully remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus, our Savior. Rejoicing in his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands as our own high priest. Gather us together from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, For you alone we give all glory and honor and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.